0: Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect, a podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hello One Hope Church Podcast listeners, this is Tyrene Martinson and this is take four of my Mark 10 verses 32 through 45 podcast. Now you may ask why four takes? Well, some days it does take me seven or eight takes, but today I thought my first take was going really well until my dog started scratching himself so loudly that I could hear it through my microphone. And my cat started yelling and I thought, what in the world? And it turns out they just needed, my dog needed his anti-itch medication and my cat really needed my attention. Or she was trying to let me know about the dog. I'm not really sure which, but these are pretty minor discomforts really. But it it still, it stopped my podcast. And then I tried again and fumbled. And then I tried a third time and forgot to turn on my microphone. So this is take four and I hope that it comes out right. And I think about all of this in context with the text. And I think about some of the things that have happened recently in our world in context with our text, both the big things, the war in Ukraine, all the things going on all over the world. And the fact that uh, one of my nieces has a friend whose tiny little son passed away recently. That's a lot worse than having my dog bark and my cat meow while I am trying to do a podcast. And yet these, these young parents of this small boy who passed away, they know Jesus and they know how much Jesus loves them. And they have continued to praise God's name through this hard hard circumstance they are praising God's name and I am amazed by the love and strength that God has given them and the love and strength they have poured out and shared with others and that I think is a closer has a closer relationship to our text today than my dog and cat story Because in this text, in chapter 10, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, and he tells his disciples, the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles. By the way, if you didn't know Gentiles means anyone who's not Jewish, so it would be probably most of the people listening to this. And they will mock him and spit on him and flog him and kill him. And after three days, he will rise. Now, I don't know about you, but in this uncomfortable moment, this, this time, when Jesus gives his disciples an uncomfortable truth, I have a tendency to focus on the mocking, spitting, flogging, and killing section. All sounds horrible. But apparently James and John, sons of Debedee, Zebedee, they focus on the, and three in three days he will rise. Because they immediately come up to Jesus and they say to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. Sounds pretty arrogant. Or you could say it's confident in who Jesus is. One of the two or maybe a, a little bit of both. And Jesus says to them, what do you want me to do for you? And they say to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. Okay, so they are confident that Jesus is going to come into glory. They are confident in him as Lord. But they're also arrogant enough to say, we want to be right there with you. And Jesus says to them, you do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized. Now he's talking about the flogging and the spitting and the mocking and the killing here when he's talking about the drinking of the cup and the the baptism. And they say to him, we are able. And Jesus says to them, the cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or my left is not mine to grant. For it is for those for whom it has been prepared. So, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, are confident in Christ. They're confident and to the point of arrogance in themselves. And Jesus tells them, oh yeah, you are going to drink the cup that I drink. You are going to be baptized the way I'm baptized. But I can't give you the seats because... Those have already been prepared. So the other 10 disciples hear about this conversation and they're indignant. I mean, we probably would be too, right? And they start having a conversation about this. And Jesus calls them and says to them, you know, those who are considered rulers, of the Gentiles lorded over them and their great ones exercise authority over them but it shall not be so among you. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. God loves us so much, he sent his son Jesus to die for each and every one of us, for all of our sins to fulfill the old covenant law of sacrifice and make it so that we can enter a new covenant of love and relationship with God. The kind of new covenant that pastor Peter talked about in his sermon uh, last Sunday. So I recommend you listen to that sermon if you haven't already. It's, it's moving and it talks about the new covenant and the freedom we have to love and be loved and be in a relationship with God, which is awesome. But let's look at these uncomfortable truths here. Jesus had to die for our sins. It was the only way for full forgiveness to happen, for real, actual forgiveness to happen. And he tells James and John that they're going to drink the cup that he drank. And then he says that if you want to be great, you must be a servant, which in an ideal world on a, on a good day, when everything's going well, we're like, yes, I want to love others just like God loved me. But sometimes when the dog's itchy and the cat meows or far worse, a child dies. It's hard, I think, and challenging to focus in on the love of God, to praise His name, to give Him glory, and to love as we have been loved. Because when we love like Jesus loves us, we risk being mocked. We risk being spit on. We risk being killed. Now it's true in the United States as of today, it is an unlikely thing that we will be killed for our faith. But it does happen in different parts of the world. There are people who are killed because of their faith in Christ. And so There's no guarantee that loving others in Christ's name, serving others in Christ's name is gonna be comfortable or easy or something that we wake up every day and are like, yes, I'm prepared to do that. But yet it is what God calls us to do in relationship with him, in a relationship of love and understanding and knowing each of us intimately who we are. God knows us, he knows our limitations, he knows our struggles, and he loves us through all of that. He gives us strength to handle anything, even the hardest things. And he gives us that strength and that love so we can love him and love others in return. Let's pray. Awesome God, we thank you for your love and grace and wisdom and strength. Lord, we ask that you would help us be so filled with your love that it pours through our lives. It pours through the cracks, it pours through the the sunny days, it pours over everything. Lord, we know that your love is amazing and good. And we give you glory and we ask that you help us to serve, to love, to be in relationship with you and one another in a way that gives you glory each and every day. Amen.